Welcome to episode 2 of the Peer Review, the Bosch Young Investigator's Guide to Science and Beyond. Today's episode is hosted by Leila Fuwani and Daisy Shu. This week, we are going to tackle a pretty big topic. It is women in science. So we ourselves are a couple of women in science, and so this topic hits us very close to home. And indeed, there are many issues that we are still unfortunately facing today. So in the following segment, Who is a Scientist?, we are trying to redefine just that. Although both men and women are scientists, we would hardly call it a level playing field. With the industry plagued with gender biases and disparity pertaining not only to wages, but also to career opportunities. We're here with Daisy Shu. To discuss these issues, we were very fortunate to speak with an esteemed professor and physicist who joins us all the way from the UK to be in Sydney. Her name is Professor Athene Donald. If you just give her a quick Google search, you will see that she has had an amazing career working in world-leading institutes, Cambridge University amongst them. She has been awarded numerous prestigious honours, including the Laureate UNESCO Women in Science and the Faraday, Faraday Medal. And to top it off, she's also a mother. Her achievements are nothing short of brilliant. And she's also the Cambridge University's Gender Equality Champion. I asked her if there was ever a time where she felt like being a woman hindered her career progression in science, and if she felt that things would have been markedly easier if she had been a man. I think the time I found things hardest was mid-career. It wasn't when I was a PhD student. Uh, when I was doing my first postdoc, I was in an engineering faculty, and I was the first female postdoc they'd had, and I think that was challenging but I think I really noticed it when I started moving out of the lab and sitting on committees and trying to have my voice heard and it wasn't. I felt that I was definitely treated as someone different. The Peer Review. This is Leila Fuwani. Certainly the statistics show us that you are better off being a man when it comes to pay. One of the latest tweets by the Workplace Gender Equality Agency notes that the full-time gender pay gap is 23.1% in Australia. Pertaining to STEM, that is science, technology, engineering and mathematics graduates, a recently released report by the Office of the Chief Scientist indicated that while a high percentage of doctoral level qualifications in these respective fields earn more than 100k a year, there are three times more men falling into this high income pay bracket than there are women with the same qualification. I asked Professor Donald what factors she believes are contributing to the gender pay gap we are seeing today. I think one of the things that contributes to the gender pay gap, certainly in my own university, and I suspect much more widely, is that at the top level, men are much more likely to be willing to consider moving and therefore can go to the vice-chancellor or head of department or whatever and negotiate. And often women are tied or feel more tied and are therefore not in a position to negotiate. And it is something my university, Cambridge University, is very conscious of, but I don't know that they've really found a solution yet. More after this.
Peer Review Podcast is brought to you by the Bosch Young Investigators. If you would like to be a part of the Peer Review Podcast via sponsorship, please contact us on the details provided at the end of the podcast. Reading Professor Donald's article, Five Minutes Peace and Preferably a Lot More, you get the idea that she's dealing with a lot, but also managing well. Her success is certainly testament to that. So we asked her, what is work-life balance for her? Currently, I suspect my work-life balance is fairly heavily towards work. Uh, when When my children were small, Obviously, they took up a huge amount of time. And what I did to try and make my life easier was I didn't travel. I hardly travelled at all. So I would never have come to Australia when my children were small. And that was something that seemed a price entirely worth paying. But a lot of men wouldn't think like that. Now, I should say, um, for the record, that my husband gave up his career. So that when our children were small, he was the primary carer. And I don't think he expected to stay out of... Uh, academic research indefinitely but that's what happened because it's so difficult to get back in as many women have found. Someone said to a colleague of mine that one of the biggest problems for women in leadership is other women in leadership. Professor Donald alluded to this in her blog writing that women are essentially being blamed for hindering their own progression. We asked for her take on who is to blame for gender inequality. I am increasingly moving to the view that we have to fix the system not fix the women. On the other hand, there are times when women are their own worst enemy because we are brought up to be modest and not sell ourselves hard and things. And to turn against that kind of cultural message is difficult. But we have to make it possible, we have to make it okay for women to feel that they can speak up and say, look, I deserve a pay rise or promotion or to go to that conference or whatever it may be. Daisy Shu speaking with Professor Athene Donald. Social media has really become a game changer in the scientific realm, as well as an important platform for discussing key issues such as today's topic of women in science. Professor Donald details many of these issues and experiences in a witty and insightful blog. I spoke to her about social media's influence on gender issues and how she effectively uses it to communicate her message. I don't actually use it to promote my research. I... I guess I use it more to uh, highlight things that I have found interesting to read quite often about women in science, the studies that are coming out or something, so I can spread the word, as it were, and also to spread the word about my blog because I want people to read it. And, you know, in 140 characters, you can't say anything very nuanced. In a 1,000 words, you can do rather better. But I know people do use Twitter for promoting their research, but... Um, I do fairly, I don't do very much research anymore because I'm doing all these other things, so it's not so appropriate. Interestingly, a recent Nature study shows that women make up less than 20% of peer reviewers for science journals. I asked Professor Donald to comment on this statistic and share insight into what she believes the cause to be. Well, I think what one needs to check and I can't remember the details of the nature study, is how many women decline to referee um, because they're doing so many other things. And it's rather the same as 
the evidence is that women are much more likely to turn down invited talks because they're overcommitted or because they don't feel they can travel or whatever. So you can't just look at the number that do something. You have to know, do editors approach women to do the referee? And I don't know the answer to that, and I can't remember if the Nature Study discussed it. Um, I think it's probably partly connected to the fact that women are less visible, less prone to network, so when an editor is trying to think of a reviewer, they may not think of the woman. We're back with Layla Fuwani. As well as the gender pay gap, women are also facing discrimination within the workplace. We asked Professor Donald if she herself had encountered pernicious remarks during her scientific career as a female. Uh, one person, a man who was actually a good supporter of me, suggested that I went to voice coaching lessons to lower my voice because he thought I would be more effective that way. And I was so angry because I thought what mattered was what I said, not the pitch of the voice in which I said it. And I think that just illustrates that I was a fish out of water. I, was, I didn't fit into what was expected of a physics professor. A big thanks to Professor Donald for sharing her insights into gender equality, an ongoing and significant issue. Be sure to check out her blog. You can find the link on our website, www.medium.com forward slash the peer review. We would like to end today's segment with some wise and inspirational words by Professor Athene Donald. Young women, please fight on. The world needs science and science needs women. This episode of the Peer Review, Who is a Scientist, was produced by Leila Fuwani, Daisy Shu, and Dr. Aaron Kahn. More information about Professor Donald's work can be found on our website at www.medium.com slash thepeerreview. You can check us out on Facebook and also on Twitter at Peer Review Pod. <laughs>